0: Hey, y'all, this is the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Wells, MD. Listen in each week, and I'll share what I've learned from science and scriptures that encourage you and how to choose healthy habits so that you can lose extra weight and improve your health while cultivating joy. Be sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now let's dive into this week's topic. Hello and welcome back. I hope that y'all are having a great week. Um, Today's episode I have titled the 12 Tips for a Healthier Christmas. So after the disclaimer, we'll dive in. This information is for educational and informational purposes only and solely as a self-help tool for your own use. I'm not providing medical, psychological, or nutrition therapy advice. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problems or illnesses without consulting your own medical practitioner. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific health situation. For my full disclaimer, please go to www.joyfulweightloss.com forward slash disclaimer. So the first start, the first tip for a healthier Christmas will come from even just the way you think when you hear the title of this episode, a healthier Christmas. Does that conjure in your mind the idea of deprivation, healthier equaling deprivation? Because I know for a lot of years when I heard healthier, all I thought of was deprivation and what I wasn't getting, which was sweets or whatever food I wish I would have more of and could eat with abandon. <laughs> and 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 th- that didn't go with healthier. Well, instead of thinking thoughts of deprivation surrounding having a healthier Christmas, think thoughts of abundance surrounding having a healthier Christmas. Think about all the Christmases um, of the future where you will where you will feel good, be able to maintain being active, um, hopefully be able to show up um, in your physical fit self um, to enjoy fully in all the festivities of many years to come. Think of the abundance of how it feels to be your healthiest self instead of what you're not eating as much of to get there. Um, So think thoughts of abundance instead of deprivation. Number two, um, think about each day of this time of year as its own day. Do not let what you do one day um, negatively impact the choices you make the next day. So whatever happens one day, in the morning when you wake up, if the previous day you overate and it was terrible and you feel bad about it, take a moment, take a moment and just deal with that. Deal with that feeling of shame or regret or um, just frustration and take it in prayer. Um, Seek forgiveness if you need forgiveness. Um, Either way, you need to find a way to move on from the shame feeling. You can't carry that into the next day. You need to find a way to view each day as its own day and make good decisions for that day that are not contingent on how yesterday went. Your day today does not need to be impacted by yesterday's party and the choices you made there. Now, if yesterday's party helps you have a better day today, that's great. Um, don't let it drive some sort of extreme deprivation if you overeat before, and don't let it drive further overeating if you overeat before. Simply let today be a good quality day. Make good decisions. Make good plans for today, today, and don't make it contingent on how yesterday went. Okay? So um, number three, make decisions ahead of time make decisions ahead of time day to day, make decisions ahead of time, event to event, and put those decisions on paper. Decide what food you're going to eat, how much you're going to eat, decide what you're not going to eat. Um, Decide ahead of time in writing. Okay. Number four, plan enjoyable stress relieving activities each day. Plan something nice to do for yourself that will decrease your cortisol level, that will decrease your stress every single day. Do nice things. Go for a walk outside. If it's freezing cold, bundle up. Go outdoors. This will get your cortisol down. Make some kind of enjoyable... um, Sit down and read a book by the fire. For Even if you only have 10 minutes, read an enjoyable book by a fire. Light a candle and enjoy that for a few minutes. Um, Do something every day just to relax. Every day, even though it's a very busy time of year, if you take the time to relax every day for a few minutes, this can really benefit your stress levels. Next, number five, go ahead and accept and make a decision to believe that you have all the time you need today for everything you're supposed to accomplish today. God did not give you. A list of things to do that you cannot do in the time he gave you to do it. It's possible that your list does not align with his list for what's supposed to happen today. So what that means is you can accept that you have all the time you were meant to have for everything he meant for you to do today. And when you accept that, the time pressure can be relieved. You have all the time you were meant to have for what he intends for you to accomplish today. And just Take that and accept that. Number six, eating when you're stressed does not decrease the stress. It adds to the stress. So you need to remind yourself that do not eat to solve the question of stress. Eating does not solve that. It just makes it worse. Okay. Number seven, Take a minute every day to think about how you want to feel on the last day of this year. Think about where you want to be physically and think about why that matters. Write where you want to be on December 31st in terms of your health and why it matters down on paper every single day. And then work backwards with how you can move toward that in a way that feels good and works in the days you have between now and then. Commit to things on paper in regards to this. Number eight, in regards to wasting food. Because one of the problems we have when we have the desire to overeat sometimes is that we will convince ourselves that we don't want to waste food. If the food is a sugary concoction, um it is not wasted by not being eaten the waste happened not when it went into the trash can the waste happens when it is created in excess so the waste already occurred you consuming it when you're not hungry is going to add to the waste it's going to increase waste because you're going to Damage your health. If you're eating and over, if you're overeating when you're not hungry, you're going to damage your health and long terms that will cost more. It will be more costly. So it is less wasteful to throw away a sugary dessert than it is to finish it off. Number nine. If you are being, um, given or offered food that you do not desire to eat, um, it, you get to decide what you want to eat and whether you want to eat it, you do not need to be concerned for the feelings of the other person in this situation. They get to be responsible for their feelings if they don't like your answer. If if let's say you don't want what they're offering you and you say, no, thank you. You're not responsible for their feelings. They are responsible for their feelings. And this is just an opportunity for you to trust that whatever needs to happen in them In regards to their disappointment, can happen in them and they can deal with that and they can grow through that. And that's an opportunity for their growth as well. You are not responsible for not disappointing people who want you to eat their food. Number 10, when you are not accepting a food from someone who's offering you a food and you feel that they are even pushing the food on you and they are not hearing your no thank you, you might decide you want to state why you're not going to eat at that moment. But what I would recommend is that you make that reply, either health or comfort related and not weight related. So if you make a comment that you're watching your weight, the host or giver of the food will feel concerned that they need to reassure you that you do not need to lose weight. That maybe they think you should gain a little weight. They will reassure you because they want you to eat their food. And this will continue the cycle of food pushing. So, saying things about your reason that you do not care for the food or more food should include things that are comfort or health related, like, I can't fit another bite. I am so full. It will hurt if I eat anymore. (laughs) You could say something like that. Or you could say, I just can't tolerate sweets like I used to. They just don't sit well with my stomach anymore. Um, I'll be up all night if I eat anymore right now. But thank you so much. It was delicious. Um, Or you could mention that if you eat too much sugar, your joints hurt. You can mention physical comfort problems that result from eating too much of that food. And Number 11, go ahead and find something right away to compliment the host or hostess on or the person who's offering you the food, something to compliment them about, to change the subject, divert to something you want to genuinely compliment them about that has nothing to do with the food you could eat, or you could say, it was delicious. I had some, I loved this. I love the texture. I'd love you to send me the recipe. You can compliment them and or you can divert the attention to something else. Ask about something that you know about them that has another topic so that the conversation changes and you're not uncomfortable anymore with feeling like you're rejecting their offer of more food. And their mind moves on to quit food pushing and other things can be talked about. And number 12, really take the time on a daily basis to, to meditate on and think on what the Christmas season means for you personally. Take the time to dig into um, the story of the birth of Christ, the, the history of what happened and understand what it did on a deep level for you, that Christ became man and took on human form so that God could be with you. And what that means about how much he lavishes his love on you. Let that sink in on a daily basis. Take the time to perhaps read through um, an Advent Bible study to think through the the way he prepared a path for salvation and love and redemption for you. um, And understand more what that means and looks like in your life on a daily basis this season because there's a hymn with words that are so true in regards to all the other things that seem to be so stressful and important this time of year. And that hymn that I think of is, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of his glorious grace. All that being said, I hope that you all have a wonderful week and tune in next week for more. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this, I'm going to ask you to do a couple of things. First, please leave a review for me. This is how people find the podcast. Secondly, y'all sharing is caring. You can actually easily share this episode or podcast entirely with a friend. Just text it to them. Lastly, if you're looking for more encouragement and direction from me, go sign up for my free newsletter. It's called The Extra Helping. You can go to www.joyfulweightloss.com. That's joyful spelled with two L's. And then when you're there, click on The Extra Helping to sign up. That's all for now, y'all. Don't forget to be sure you're subscribed and tune in again next week for more.